Who is John Galt comes from a book called Atlas Shrugged. And everyone's like, well, I don't want to be average. Everyone's yeah. like, well, I don't want to be average. Why would you want to be average? But the main synonym for that is normal. Gotcha. Now, everyone wants to be normal. If you want to be rich, watch what everyone else is doing and then do the exact opposite. Right. Most people will never go there because they're not willing to go five to 10 years without any real payoff. You know who's on a golf course in the middle of the week? Nobody. You're afraid of, oh, what are people going to say? or what are they gonna think of what I'm doing? If you wanna be an entrepreneur, not only you have to deal with risk, you gotta have thick skin. The worst thing about being self-employed for most people is you can do whatever you want whenever yeah. you want. <laughs> if you go on that road that everybody else is on, you're gonna get what everybody else is getting. everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Life Mastery Trainings Podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Monaco Perez. Hey, buddy. So we got some great stuff yeah, for you today. Before we go into our topic, though, I wanted to ask you, what's up with that shirt? Like what's I've seen you wear it and I think it's pertaining to a book or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. it what can you, you know, for the people that are watching that are like, yeah, what does so, that say? So, um, so here, I guess I better slide a little bit. So who is John Galt comes from a book called Atlas Shrugged. I'm sure some of you guys have heard. If you have not read Atlas Shrugged, read it. It's very entertaining, but wow, is it topical. Um, it's from an author named Ayn Rand. And a lot of people who study psychology study it. It's based on a, a, a belief called egotism. It's a really- Is there an audio book? I'm <laughs> sure there is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But um, it was really a trip back in the day. Um, she was a very emancipated woman going back, I don't know, probably 80 years ago, whenever the book was written. But it's uh, a lot of people believe what's going on in today's world right now, especially here in the U.S., is, uh, you know, almost like she wrote a book forecasting what was going to happen. Oh, so, wow. um, so to talk about it real fast, I mean, if we do this, we may hijack the entire episode. Yeah, on it. Go for it. But um, so <laughs> John Galt mind. in the book, they keeps it starts off and everyone's like, who is John Galt? So in other words, it's one of those things like when people don't know what to say, they say, who is John Galt? Like if you're a football fan, every once in a while, you just say, how about them Cowboys? That's something that Johnny, Jimmy Johnson used to say. But like when I'm trying to shift gears in a conversation, right. I'll just go, how about them Cowboys? It was just sort of like something to say. Gotcha. When I, I don't know how to explain it to you, yeah. but people were always asking who is. It was more, more of not people weren't really asking who is John Gall. The way the book is written, it was just something that they would say. They would say okay. So John Galt was kind of this mythical figure of this person um, that people would talk about. But it was one of those things like in Braveheart. Remember in the movie Braveheart, yeah. William Wallace comes out, played by Mel Gibson. And he goes, you're not William Wallace. You're too small. And he's like, oh, yeah, if I was William Wallace, I'd be firing fire out of my eyes yeah. and I'd be 10 feet tall. So this guy was, uh, as the book goes on, and I don't want to give too much of the book away, but um, slowly but surely throughout the book, there's a million things going on. But like these amazing people in society, like dynamic amazing leaders in all these different industries keep just disappearing uh, like they just sort of not like uh, bob was kidnapped last night like just yeah. 
all of a sudden, imagine like no one has heard from Jeff Bezos for like 90 days. Right. And then no one has heard from some famous inventor for 90. It is right. just so it, when it all comes down to it, this guy, John Galt, organized all these people to just get away from what was going on in society it was so wacky that they just created their own community where they got rid of everything. They got rid of greed and corruption and politics and whatever. Wow. And they just kind of live their own deal. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite books. But here's here's the way I'd say it to you. And this is what we can talk about yeah. because we'll talk about what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah. Um, pardon the interruption. I know you're enjoying one of our podcasts right now. However, I really need to stop and tell you about our next upcoming live event, which is called A View from the Edge. This coming March, we're going to be in Croatia, in Zagreb, Croatia, to be specific. And we're going to deliver maybe the most unique training event that is being done anywhere in the world today. This is going to make you better at anything you're doing. We use a form of training called edutainment, where we educate and entertain you at the same time. We're going to show you a very quick promotional video, but trust me, if you just sit back and take it in, you're gonna get a real feel for what this event is like. And I promise you the tagline for this event is more appropriate than any other training I've ever seen in my life. Our tagline is life will never be the same. Not business will never be the same. That may be true as well, but life will never be the same. So check out this video and when it's done, we'll get you right back to the podcast. You know, one of the things my mentor said 
was if you want to get rich, watch what everyone else is doing and then do the exact opposite. And I think that that's a really important thing. You know, um, right. he used to always talk about uh, being part of the flock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And think about it. You know what I mean? We want to be part of the flock. I, I say this all the time in the, in the dictionary. It's the best thing I learned in college. It's the most random thing. I had a really strange tenured professor who like people wouldn't even show up for his class because you got an A if you just got the, you didn't even need to show up. <laughs> so of course, every senior at Seton Hall University back in the day wanted to take this class or right. the seniors register first. Everyone won this class. Yeah. It was, it was epic. So I was such a ninny back then that I had to show up for class. I was just afraid that I'd be the one kid who didn't get yeah. an A by not showing up. So he shows up and it was, I don't know if he was drunk or was just crazy, but he would just go off on bizarre tangents. It was an English class. And one day he took the word average and he mm -hmm. popped open the dictionary and he started reading definitions. And one of the definitions is the highest degree of poor. Wow. So if you're average, you're phenomenal at being pathetic. You're exceptional at being terrible. You're right. the very best at being the worst. And he went on and on and on. And then at the end of the class, he said, the problem is that average is a sin. And everyone's like, well, I don't want to be average. Everyone's yeah. like, well, I don't want to be average. Why would you want to be average? But the main synonym for that is normal. Gotcha. Now, everyone wants to be normal. Right. Because I remember when I was in high school, I'm older than you, and, and bell bottoms, like, bright colored bell bottoms yeah. in the 60s were a thing. Think back to the 60s, any movies you ever seen. And I remember those pants coming out and I was like, I am not wearing those. My mom got me a couple of pairs. She always wanted me to look good. And yeah. I was like, no way, I'm not wearing them. And then, of course, everyone else in my school Crocs. was wearing them. I think the the thing nowadays Dude, is Crocs. Don't even get me started. Our our oldest boy, well, both of them insisted on getting Crocs. And nice. I'm like, my daughters were bad too. Like It just, yeah. yeah whatever is in so anyway yeah. these pants were ridiculous but i bought them because everyone else i didn't buy them my parents did but i wore them because i wanted to fit in i right. wanted to be quote unquote normal but yeah. you know what's that quote why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out right and it's one of the things we need to understand go back to my mentor's quote if you want to be rich watch what everyone else is doing and then do the exact opposite. Right. So there's a road that almost everyone is on. You know, yeah. you go to school, you get an education, and then you go get a job and you go down that path and you have security and all that kind of good stuff. But right. when it's all said and done, when you're 65 years old and you retire, it used to be that you get a pension plan. Yeah. Like now, right now, I'm sure there's people in their 20s are going, what's a pension plan? Yeah. I've never heard of that expression. The company used to actually have a retirement plan for you. But then, you know, and I guess it was in the 80s or 90s, whatever, and companies started filing bankruptcy and, and they stayed in business, ironically, but they just figured out a way to get rid of their pension plan. So yeah. now they replaced it with a 401k, but there's problems with the 401k. The bottom line is most people get to the point when they retire they've got to cut back their lifestyle dramatically. Yeah. And they pray that they don't run out of money before they die. Yeah. That's why sometimes you go and you see a 70 or 75 year old person working in a fast food restaurant. It's, it's heartbreaking, but most people went down this path and the problem with the path is everyone's on it. 
Yeah. So since everyone's on it, it's like, well, it must be the right path. And what my mentor said, no, it's not. It's definitely the wrong path. Statistically, it's a fact that it's the wrong path. Then we met Harry Dent. I'm sure you remember years ago we had him for event. He's a great economist. And Harry said, look, 80% of all millionaires have one thing in common. So are they all male? No. Are they all female? No. Are they all one skin tone? No. Are they all over 40? No. Are they all uh, with a college degree? No. Like, so again, the the one thing they all have in common is they all own their own business. Right. So, you know, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and if you really read it, it explains most people are afraid to own their own business. It's risky to own your own business. And most new businesses fail. So you either borrow everything that you've ever earned. I'm sorry, you borrow money from people, you know, friends, family, whatever, or you take every dime you've ever earned or both and you start a company. But that's not the bad part. It's not that upfront money that puts people out of business. It's the monthly overhead that every month you have to pay salaries, you have to pay rent, you have to pay insurance, you have to pay attorneys, you gotta pay inventory, you gotta pay all this different stuff. And it doesn't work. And on top of that, normally when you start a business, you gotta quit your job. So you have no source of income coming in. You have all this money going out and most people are not built for it. So most people settle for a job. And again, that's what Kiyosaki says all the time. You know know that your boss is gonna buy you wholesale and sell you retail. You know that they're the one with all the equity. You know that if the company gets sold, they're the ones who get rich, you get nothing. You'd be praying that the new owner would let you keep your job. But people still do it because the other side of the line is being an entrepreneur and it's so scary. But Harry points out the number one group that gets wealthier entrepreneurs. So if you want to be wealthy, if you're serious about being wealthy, You got to hear what I just said. 80% of all the millionaires in the world are people who own their own business. And I assure you, 100% of all the billionaires in the world who people own their own business for sure. So the question is, how do you go there? So, you know, people laugh at network marketing. But now getting a side hustle is becoming cooler. The the gig economy, whatever you want to call it. But the thing, and Harry Dent actually said this to us, he said, you know, now that I understand that work marketing, I like it because it allows people like you to yeah. go out and see if you're good as an entrepreneur, to see if you're good under pressure. Right. And either A, you are good in that network mark company and you end up being wealthy there, or right. B, at least you now know that, hey, I can handle the pressure, I can handle not having a steady paycheck, right. I can handle being the one making the decisions and so on and so right. forth, and you can go down that path. And I mean, think about all the people we know. I yeah. get inboxes in my messages right. nonstop from people who are in one of the network mark companies we train for and now you know they're having success they own i i mean literally i've got to have two three hundred minimum people who've messaged me i have my own company we do this we do that and i i learn everything i learn i apply to my company every day but it's about you know owning your own deal as opposed to working for someone and i think for network marketing one of the you know reasons that I kind of, when I was introduced to it, I was like, wow, this makes sense because all of the things that make you afraid of becoming a, you know, a business owner, the overhead, the employees, the, all that stuff. Now, technically the network marketing company 
they hire all those people. Oh, yeah. So you have a very minimal oh, amount. I mean, all you're doing is, you know, you're buying your products either to sample out to, you know, take yourself, right. but you don't have to pay for the people doing the social media post. You don't have oh, to pay for marketing I, for any of that literature. Well, I used you know, to tell people when we were at World Ventures, I think they charge people $20 a month for everything. And it's, you know, the attorneys, the right. just attorneys and accountants. Are, yeah. it's, but I used to tell them, you've got me and yeah. you pay me nothing. Yeah. You couldn't afford to pay me. Yeah. See, and you got the entire infrastructure. You got the, what was the rent on that building? It was yeah. way over a hundred. It's probably two, three hundred thousand dollars a month right. just to rent that building. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like. But it's not just that, dude. It's also insurance. Like, yeah. you know, now that we work with, you know, great company in the insurance industry, the independent contractors there have the same thing. They don't have to open a huge office. They don't have to. You can just go sell things. Yeah. And it's true in real estate. Now, you know, some people take on the, the expense of owning the agency or, right. or being the broker or whatever the case might yeah. be. But you can be an entrepreneur and, and it's in Rich Dad. It's not Rich Dad. It's in uh, Kiyosaki's book, Cash Flow Quadrant. Right. And it talks either you're an E, an S, a B or an I. So you're either an employee, which is what we're talking about. And listen, right. if you're an employee, cool. It's okay. Most people in the world are employed. You're on the road with all those people. What I'm trying to say is if you're trying to get beyond just making a living, if you're trying to really grow and get to a place financially that you've always dreamed of being, you got to get out in the E category if at all possible. S is self-employed, right. but as Kiyosaki said when we were hanging out with him, you're still employed, yeah. self-employed, but yeah. you're still employed. So most people there who are self-employed, it's it, your job or your business really owns you. Right. And there's not enough people that you're leveraging their talents in order to really be successful. Yeah. Most people who are self-employed are trying to keep their overhead down. The cool thing about being self-employed, which for most people is a lot better than being employed, is you work your own hours. Oh yeah. You can do whatever you want, whenever That's you want. That's the part I liked initially. <laughs> well, yeah, so I always tell people the best thing about being self-employed there's a lot of good things, tax benefit, all kinds of good things. But the best thing is you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. To Monaco's point, the worst thing about being self-employed for most people is you can do whatever you want, whenever yeah. you want. <laughs> so if you are newly self-employed, if whatever venture you're in, you're an independent contractor and you don't have a boss, when you have a boss, you show up at work every day. You, you, if you have a fight with your significant other, you don't not show up for work or you don't slug into work and right. put in a rotten effort. Because if you tell your boss, well, why are you doing that? You're like, I don't know how to fight my girlfriend. They're like, what? <laughs> You're like, that's unacceptable. So there's this pressure there that we're going to get in trouble if we screw up. But when you're self-employed, the worst thing about it is you can do whatever you want whenever you want. Right. I know people that go through a breakup just to keep that example and they don't work for a week yeah. or two. I'm like, do you want want to be dumped or do you want to be dumped and broke yeah. it's better to be just uh dumped in that situation right. so yeah i mean oh my gosh so you have e you have s then you have b that's a real business that's right. a that's a traditional business you put the money in you pay the overhead kiyosaki in the book says most people will never go there because they're not willing to go five to ten years without any real payoff 
you know, I always talk, one of our trainings, we talk about how most people are insty people. They want yeah. insty, but that's what an employee does for us, guys. We're programmed. If you don't know this, you went to school, you went to school for how many years? From the time you're five till you're, whatever, 14 years, you go to school and you get programmed to be an employee. Then you become an employee. So we're programmed. I'm going to work. I'm going to get a paycheck. It's guaranteed. It's steady. So now all of a sudden, the idea of owning a business is so against all of that so it's really difficult for people and most people want immediate gratification so again if i am working as an employee and i make a bunch of money right. i can go spend it on whatever i want yeah. if you and i own a business which we do yeah and we take in a bunch of money which happens yeah but we have to pay for the next event we okay. have to pay people salaries we have to like imagine owning a restaurant you buy all the meat to serve food and you serve it and you make a bunch of money and then you just take all that money instead of reordering more inventory. Right. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. So being a real B business owner is where you really can leverage your time though. You can yeah. actually sell your business at that point. You can bring it uh, public and, and make money off the stock market. And then yeah. the last quadrant is the I quadrant, the investor quadrant. Mm -hmm. So listen, there's people, uh, there's a lot of them in this day and age, the rich just get richer. There's people now that just have done something to bring in a constant stream of income. And now the main way they make money is off their investments. Yeah. So are you an E, an S, a B, or an I? And I guess what we're talking about now is to try to be at least an S, but ultimately a B and an I, right. so that you can really get to where you want to get to. But the problem to go back to the John Galt deal is that's not what most people are doing. Right. So again, watch what other people are doing. Do the exact opposite. It sounds yeah. good. But to actually do it yeah. is difficult. So for me, it meant working 12-hour days, 14-hour days. I remember one time I was in Los Angeles at the uh, Bonaventure Hotel, cool hotel. Yeah. I was just there the other day uh, for the first time in years. It's where they film a bunch of movies and stuff. And anyway, I remember being there, and it was Labor Day. It's a holiday in the U.S. And the girl behind the counter, who ironically was working on Labor Day, said oh or, or do you have to work over labor day and i was like and i was fired up to be at the seminar right yeah. you know and i'm like yeah but it's cool and she's like oh that's too bad you know i wouldn't want to work over labor and right. again i look at it and going you are working on labor day yeah. but it's cool no right. big deal yeah. anyway it's just that mindset yeah. like i had no problem working labor day right. well again what my mentor said is watch what everyone else does so guess what give you an example Tomorrow, I'm going to go out and play golf yeah. because it's the middle of the week. You know who's on a golf course in the middle of the week? Nobody. So <laughs> yeah. you get to go. You can play fast. Everything's right. cool. Everyone else plays on the weekend because right. they work from nine to five. So watch what everyone else does. Yeah. Do the exact opposite. Yeah. I'm never in rush hour traffic. I know you're almost never because... No. We control our lives yeah. so we can begin our day when we want to. We can end it when we want to. Yeah. So there's so many advantages to watching what the crowd is doing, yeah. what the herd is doing. Yeah. But I, it, yeah. it's, go ahead. When I was going to say, and, and a lot of people, they, they, you know, you're afraid of, oh, what are people going to say? Or what are they going to think of, you know, of what I'm doing? Because I know that when I first joined network oh, marketing, yeah. you know, there'd be Saturday training. And here I would be in Austin. 
going to a Saturday training and, you know, my friends would be like, what are you doing? Like yeah, they're going to go to the lake or yeah, yeah. they're Well, no, they're going to a UT game. They're going to the uh, lake. They're going it. to any of that stuff. And yeah. I'd be like, well, we, we've got a trainer coming in. Yeah. We've got somebody or we're just, you know, we're building our business. They're like, ah, oh, that's stupid. That's dumb, you know? Yeah. And now it's pretty funny uh, as far as some of those same people that now hit me up and they're like, hey, man, so... Do you know any, you know, pretty much asking me for either business advice or, yeah. or money? I mean, oh, just straight up. And it's just, you know, but like you said, you kind of, you have to shift your mindset to where now, like, yeah, we don't have to, you know, deal with rush hour. We don't have to deal with any of that stuff that, yeah. you know, average people have to. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you hit the nail on the head, though. The thing about being an entrepreneur is it's risky, but it's also you're definitely doing what other people are not doing. So people are going to think you're crazy. And some people are going to tell you you're crazy. Yeah. I always say it's like, imagine you're a normal fish, you're in the ocean and the salmon are swimming upstream and everyone else is swimming downstream. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how fish communicate, but you know, they got to be on, look at these idiot pink fish. Like, what are they doing? Like, right. Hey, you idiots. Why are you, why are you going that way? You got to yeah. come this way. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, that's just part of being an entrepreneur. It, it listen, if you are going to watch what other people do and do the exact opposite, people are going to make fun of you. Yeah. People are making fun of us. I'm sure in the comments, people make fun of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to get a rhino skin. That was the other thing my mentor was huge on. We were, he had rhinos all over the place. He actually went out and bought, he can't buy a rhino, but he <laughs> donated a lot of money to a right. zoo and they bought a rhino or whatever. And he got to hang out with them all the time. Yeah. My mentor was crazy and cool. But anyway, um, crazy in an amazing way you know yeah i was saying. gonna say but um yeah who owns a rhino well he didn't technically so yeah. anyway <laughs> but a rhino their skin is like two or three inches thick so if you go up with a knife and you stab a rhino you break the knife and they don't even know you're there right whereas if you go up to a sheep come on let's face it with yeah. a sewing needle oh. and that's the way people are they're very very thin skin so yeah. if you want to be an entrepreneur not only you have to deal with risk you got to have thick skin because yeah. people are going to tell you you're crazy. It's going to happen on a regular basis. You've got to have real belief in what you're doing. So I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm also not saying it's for everyone. But I will tell you that if you go on that road that everybody else is on, you're going to get what everybody else is getting. You know, if, if you think the way you've always thought, this is what Einstein said, I believe. Right. Think the way you've always thought. You'll do the things you've always done. If you do the things you've always done, you'll get the same things in return. Right. So how many people complain that they want more, but they won't do more? Right. And it's not only they won't do anything more, they won't change what they're doing. Right. So if, if that the road less traveled, I mean, yeah. it's a famous, famous poem. You know, I went on the road less traveled and that made all the yeah. difference. So we were supposed to talk about yeah. something completely different. Well, but you, we ended it with uh, with the author, Robert right. Frost, mm -hmm. and we started it from this book. Ayn Rand. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like a bookcase. So from you now on, it? should we just you do get each book show? Ends? book oh we book wow yeah, look at you wow. yeah i gotta be sharp to follow <laughs> you uh yeah so from now on we'll just wear different shirts with saying that'll be on. the top that'll be the base if you want to uh, if, yeah put down what shirt he should wear next wow that's ridiculous but it's cool all right so again watch what everyone else is doing and do the exact opposite and we'll see you next week